Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. Kat and I were so excited when Madia agreed to do the podcast with us. Madia is an Enneagram 7, and trust me, she's a lot of fun with an 8 wing, and she also has that strength and that justice-seeking quality of an 8. And she is a yoga teacher. She is also a massage therapist. She also has a yoga school in town called Chattanooga Yoga School and a wonderful center called Madia's Healing Arts, where she offers yoga classes and private coaching. And so you can find out more about her if you just Google Madia's Healing Arts and Chattanooga Yoga School. So I encourage you to do that. In addition to talking with Madia about the Enneagram, we talk with her about the chakras. And today we're focusing on the root chakra, the sacral chakra, but also the solar plexus. I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and let's just dive in. Thanks for listening. I want to ask you, speaking of inner work, you're, you're recently discovering the Enneagram. Yes. And so just share, if you can, with our listeners what you're discovering about you as a Mm -hmm. seven with an eight wing. So this adventurous type Mm -hmm. with the challenger wing. Tell What have you discovered? Right. So the enthusiast is the seven. Yes. Right. And sometimes called the adventurer. Oh, okay. The adventurer. I got it now. Yep. So that's my top. I guess that, and they were all kind of close. You know, they weren't that far apart, Mm -hmm. I guess, in numbers. Mm -hmm. But like enthusiast was definitely the top. And then the challenger and Very then close. the investigator. The five investigator. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it did, as I read on a little more today, I was like, oh, man, it just makes a lot of sense, as we've, we've kind of mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just feel like do most people, I guess they do feel that way probably. when That they it makes it. a lot yeah. of sense. Yes. Most of the time. Of I mean, time. sometimes... Sometimes it's more clear earlier on mm-hmm. if you take the test when you're in your 20s because you can be more in your ego, which, you know, Young says the second half of life you're starting to let your ego go mm-hmm. if you're doing the work of transformation. So for some people it can be um, not as clear and not feel like, oh, and it can be a longer process, but it felt like when we talked about it the last time we talked about it, that it felt very clear to you. Yes, this explains mm-hmm. a lot. I am an enthusiast with this challenger or leader. We Sometimes they call the, the eight the boss or the leader mm-hmm. um, that you have that. And then that, that arrow of strength for you would be the five, the investigator. And yeah. the one is actually your arrow um, of stress. Oh, and so oh. the one, um, which is cat, what cat is, if yep. you want to say a little about yep. that. So um, sometimes it would be also um, referred to as a arrow of resourcefulness. So if you need to tap into extra resources, you would err towards the perfectionist, the one. And is that it? is organization, that is being methodical, that is being step by step by step. Oh that my is gosh. being very efficient, effective, and just getting it done right. Organized organized ma'am. <laughs> so when you know when there's something kicks up where you have to like shift it in extra gear, yes, that's your pathway. You would lean into that when you are in your 
relaxed, happy, very grounded split place, you shift into thinker, observer, researcher. I want to geek out on it. I want to learn everything about it. I want to tap in. So those are kind of the two pathways. And then your wing is almost like like a really strong flavor to your optimism, enthusiasm, adventuring, visionary. And then you're also like, you know what you want. You know how to get it done. And there's no uncertainty about it. And you are not afraid to roll up the sleeves and say, I'm going to get this shit done. Yeah, that's so true. That's exactly right. Boom. Yes. You know, and... and Yes. The eight wing to me is the vulnerability piece. The protect. So a lot of times it's referred to as protector. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And it mm-hmm. is because you have felt maybe as a child where something has happened and you didn't get protection that you mm-hmm. needed from somebody who was not treating you in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, if it was a bullying, it was, you know, that, that, that I'm going to armor up and you're not going to hurt me. Right. Yeah. I won't let you hurt me. And you're extra super sensitive when you see somebody getting mistreated and then you go into protector oh, mode. Oh, totally. So the mm-hmm. underdog, yes. you can sniff them out five miles oh, away yeah. and then you're there to actually protect. Yeah, you so, want me around mm, when it yeah. comes to like taking care yeah. of people. Yeah. Yeah. Safety. Yeah, safety. Yeah. Yes. But in your essence, the seven, if I were to use one word, it's joy. Joy for love, joy for life, joy for experience, joy for adventure, joy for the possibility. Yes. Joy yes. for every possibility. Life. 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 Yeah. Because life mm-hmm. is, it's meant to be joyful. That's it. Yeah. That and is my, that is my that's true the core. essence. That's the yes. essence. Yeah. And yes. creative. Like the seven is so creative. There's mm-hmm. so much visionary, creative mm-hmm. energy, idea after idea. So yes. And joy is the essence, but there's also that creative. The joy comes from creativity. And there's some energy that I, I get around that, like so much energy of that around all of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it is my natural state. Yes. Like I yeah. can go back to childhood, like tiny, teeny, tiny, I, the stories they tell about me. Like I'm the, ha-ha, like that's yep. who I've been, you know, uh, yep. from early. I love that. With taking, and it's funny because I have a tendency, you described it very, myself, yeah, that I tend to go, I think I said this to you last time, I do tend to be, though, um, like, I might say, like, oh, there's an island, I'll be on the ocean, on the side of the ocean, there's an island, you guys, I'm going to swim there. Yeah. And I will literally yeah. get in the water. Spontaneous and swim. is your your middle name, my friend. But Spontaneous. The, but the thing that happens sometimes, and this is what makes me laugh about your saying that the the one that I need to go the organized mm-hmm. piece mm-hmm. is something mm-hmm. I'm what I'm looking at. Structure and organization has felt suppressing to me. Mm-hmm. Of course, it crushes, it crushes of course. All yes, my creativity, ma'am. I feel like it's yes. You it's, know what I mean? It's shoving you in the yes. box, but I rigid box at that. I know, but I know the truth. Mm-hmm. The truth is that some structure and organization done well, yes, actually manages my energy and creates yes. a sense of like safety for me if I can do it, and it fulfills but, your dreams. It puts it into reality okay you actually dream it up and then that gives you the tools 
to make it happen. You know what I want? The one You know what I wish? Tell I wish I just had somebody who was my partner that did that. You need, well, yeah. you know, I'm married I would, to a seven, yeah. and we always say people like you marry people like me, and oh. people like me marry people like you. So that's what I need. Mm-hmm. I need <laughs> you need a strong need support a person. You Anybody? need a one. Well, actually, yes. you need to find it. The Enneagram would say you need to find it in yourself. Now, I, I, I do agree with Kat. Yes. No, 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 no. I know no, you no, are. No, no. You're having fun. You're an Enneagram seven. You're having fun. I love yeah, it. But, I'm but the Enneagram um, also would say that yes, we do seek out mm-hmm. people who can complement us yes. and restore what mm-hmm. we don't have, and that can happen platonically in mm-hmm. friendship, mm-hmm. and that can happen in, in romance, a, but in a also relationship. It, it needs mm-hmm. to happen inside of us De- as well. Definitely, yes. first and foremost, yes. absolutely mm-hmm. needs to happen. I'm just dreaming. I love well, it. I yes. will we'll dream with you. you We're manifesting you know, a one. Well, <laughs> let me just say, just on on the one and seven connection. So in my most happiest environment, I shift into a seven. And I become playful and spontaneous and easygoing and just open to a possibility. So people like me seek and need people like you because yes. you're like a spot of sun sunlight yes. for me to step in. Yes. And then I can have that sunlight too. So I step out of my rigid yes. shadow into your sunny spot. I'm like, oh, oh, I freaking love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's be- it's, no, it truly it is. is. It's beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. And I do live and thrive in that. Like, I do wonder how I get anything done and as successful as I've been. Because, because I you tap in. in because you need when you need to be resourceful. When that stress is I like, whoa, it. you tap into one. How, you know, it's funny how I've said this. Is so, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. When you're, because what I've said about it is sometimes I go, who got all this shit done. Yeah. Like, because when uh-huh. I look at myself, and I look at my, not as a boastful thing, but when I look at my right. and the fact that I complete a lot of things, like, mm-hmm. I'm not, a, I don't That's leave huge. things open, That's I huge. finish, I do it, I graduate, I get the stamp, I do this, yep. and then I'm like, you did that? Mm-hmm. No way. <laughs> because you had to tap in. Isn't that weird, mm-hmm. though? Because what I feel is I'm in this enthusiast all like that's a that's all your, of me. That's your core. But how that's does all that you. other stuff get but done? You have all these other parts the of you, tools. and you can go to the high yeah. or low side of the one as a seven. You can go to the high or the low side of a five. But they're there. Those are the dominant energies in mm-hmm. you. The one, the five, the seven, and your eight wing. Yeah. And um, there's also subtypes. We could go deeper, but the Enne- that's the thing about the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. There's layer, like yoga, oh, sure. like mm-hmm. yoga, there's layer mm-hmm. upon layer. How cool, though. But it is very interesting. It is. But I mm-hmm. want I, I to oh, honor yeah. your time. Okay, go, so yeah. one last question, okay. and it's about the root chakra. Yeah, we <laughs> So the root chakra... Um, Tell us a little bit about what it looks like to be healthy or unhealthy in mm-hmm. this chakra. Mm-hmm. And we did touch on yeah, this. Yeah, you did. A you little bit. The yeah. fear, mm-hmm. You know, the fear and that that is, that is the, uh, you know, in if you're out of balance, okay, in the root, a lot of times, though, it can also relate to financial instability. Mm-hmm. So it's really roof over your head. It's the most... Root chakra is about all the survival. That's why it's very trauma-based. Preservation. Too. It's it's like, do you have a roof? Are you worried about money? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling un, like unstable? So you'll start to feel like people have issues in there. They'll have an ankle issue or a toe issue mm. or a knee issue. Mm. And that can actually signal 
Like I've always, when people come to me and they're like, oh, my knee. And I'm like, so how's uh, it going? Are you feeling unstable? Any financial stuff? How's the family tribe? Mm -hmm. Is there some, dis mm -hmm. you know, some issues right now? And almost every time. I mean, I um, I can't say there has That is crazy. Yeah, that my husband started a new business back in September. He's like, my fucking knee. Yes. I don't know. My knee, yeah. I don't know what's going on. And he's a mom. My car's like, you probably pedaling to my blah, blah, blah. But he's like, the knee. Yes. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. New business. This yeah. is crazy. Yes, it's it, true. I'll let him know. Yeah. It, it, I'll it, let him know. And again, back to that point that I said earlier, the gateway in, right? Yeah. So, so the gateway in, you make these connections. So the, the beauty of the chakras is it's a, it's, a, it's a tool or a map, like a lot of these. This yeah. is a, the Enneagram is a map. Okay, so yeah. there's a map to kind of start to make sense of like what I like to call building the inner physician. So Ooh. you're like, you're, you're really developing. I have a program, like part of the training now. is The like, self-mastery yes, program. Part of the self-mastery, <laughs> inner physician, right? So that's understanding even not just the psychology, but the physical and the physiologic. Mm -hmm. So like you go, oh, so my knee is, oh, so shall I, is this connected to financial instability? Am I just feeling like I'm new and I don't know where my feet are on the ground? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we would come up with a an asana sequence that may have met meditation and pranayama and mantra to create i like Strength. lately like i'm all about creating these unique sequences that are therapeutic and guided towards a certain outcome i love that and kevin her husband has been on our podcast mm -hmm. and he is a seven mm -hmm. and i always think like what does the seven need more than any other chakra mm -hmm. but the root mm -hmm. to get Back. grounded mm -hmm. to the earth so mm -hmm. of course his issues are going to mm -hmm. come up where Madi is talking about but yoga is saying and and um the chakras are saying to be curious mm -hmm. about where the pain is in your body and to not just attribute that to something physical but yeah. to say you know what might else this be yeah but you know this this could be something yeah. else and, and it's not to not tend to the physical of course. So oh yeah so you know yeah. sometimes yes. you know because people are like well like I, I have this funny one about a friend who way back took a class and with me and, and she's a runner and she came up and you, you know how we say you know there's a lot of a lot of emotion stored right. in the hips yeah pigeon all this mm -hmm. and she came up afterwards she goes Madia she goes my hips are tight because I run <laughs> and I was like there's a lot of energy around do you feel, is there any kind of tension around? Because <laughs> I could, I could joke with her. Yeah. She was so, like, she was so mad that yeah. I said, she yeah. was like, I run and that's yeah. why. That's and I said, why. I said, well, do you feel anything right now? Like when you're saying. <laughs> and it's yeah. both hands, right? right? It it's probably is and, the, it and, is and, the running and. And, and a play, that's what I want to name. Like, and, and to be playful with yourself yes. about that. Because yeah. our, our responses are very important not to to give them, not to ever shame them, number one. But yeah. but to notice that reaction. Yeah. And so playfully, I was like, yes, mm -hmm. you, you do have tight hips because you run. Mm -hmm. You do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there might be a, also an emotional element. And would you be curious about it? Yeah. Like that's the thing I really want. It's an invitation. Because yes. sometimes you're not ready. Yeah. Nope, I don't want to know about that. Okay. <laughs> I don't want yeah. to know about that. Yeah. That's okay. Then we'll just your, we'll just take care of your glutes. We'll stretch the glutes, the piriformis, and the gluteus medius, and yep. then we'll we'll leave it at that. Yep. So we were at the root, and what comes next? Second chakra. Yeah. So is that our sacral chakra? Yep. All right. Shadhisthana. So tell me about the sacral chakra and what, mm. just what heals it, and what shows up when it's in a place of mm -hmm. unhealth. 
So Svadhisthana is, um, yeah, the sacral chakra, and it's really, it's known as um, kind of sweetness. Okay? Mm. Um, and it is really the chakra of, um, you know, creation and relationships, more like uh, relationships like intimacies. And mm. it's very much our sexual energy, too, and it's a pleasure mm-hmm. center. So mm-hmm. um, it's it's really how we, it's the color orange. Like, it's kind of got mm-hmm. that, I think about, like, a real juicy tangerine because it has mm-hmm. that kind of sweetness to it. Um, and so when you're, when that's off, you know, you're going to have, you know, SI joint issues, hip stuff, you know, things. It's also, in you know, it's going to deal with, the you know, the female organs. Mm-hmm. So you're mm-hmm. going to be dealing with that. Um, mm-hmm. And so it is definitely a, a, a place where we are wanting to ask ourselves, you know, are we allowing pleasure, yeah. you know, or are we overdoing it? Yeah, the pleasure principle. Right. <laughs> so we want to see where we block pleasure or we indul- overindulge in pleasure. Um, and so I think, you know, um, and the, the, what I love about the second chakra, and actually it's really funny because... One student told me once, um, who t- when I was doing one of the many chakra workshops that I've done, and she she goes because she was in the training, so mm-hmm. she had seen me in this role of mm-hmm. like the teacher trainer. And when we got to the second chakra, and the second chakra, you know, was super sensual. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it's very it's very organic, it's very flowy. It's a, it's the water. It's sim- mm-hmm. the water is its symbol. You know, root chakra is earth. So second chakra is water, okay? And so it's very fluid, and it's also yin. So it's feminine. First chakra is yang, Mm -hmm. okay? Or yang. Anyway, so in the feminine, you know, Svadhisthana is this idea, like you're, you know, so in the music that I put with it was... To, to demonstrate was a uh, was a very sensual like Latin mm. kind of music and it had some drumming too because heavy drumming in the first chakra but like a little bit of drumming anyway she I told me that. yeah it was very it's very very sensual yeah and so she said Madia oh my God that was totally your element you know like when I yeah. when I taught it yeah you know because it, it's just a, it's a part of me that doesn't always show up because I'm in the root chakra a lot and that mm-hmm. and that's much more it's, so the root chakra, now that I'm thinking about this with you guys, this whole Enneagram thing, so the root chakra would be the challenger. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the root chakra is like the challenger, and the sec. I'm just do, coming up yeah. with this right in the moment. Yeah. So the second chakra would be my enthusiast. Yeah. So the second one is where I'm coming out. Like, yeah. I'm like, here I Lively, am. Lively, fun, the party. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, just to have a little fun, we talked about, for this one, Kat and I came up with a list of, for the nine types, what it would look like to be imbalanced in this chakra, and it's all about sex, just for see, fun, because this is sensual. Yeah, see. So for the one, they want sex to be perfect. For the two, seducing the partner, but giving more than you receive in the bedroom. That's mm-hmm. definitely a two thing. Two tend to be very sensual, but again, they they can give more than they receive. For the three, they have a low sex drive because of their constant doing, or it could be the reverse, that because they're all about self-promotion and achievement, they're like, wasn't that great sex? Like, it could be one or the other. And for the four, um, they love romance, but because their deadly sin is envy, and that shows up as comparison, they're always, like, romanticizing sex and um, thinking about maybe what's missing in the bedroom. 
Like instead of thinking about what's good, thinking about what's missing. For the five, they can focus on researching sex, getting in their head about Ooh. sex, but not getting as connected emotionally and physically. And for the six, like fear, fear of unwanted pregnancy or self-doubt can keep them from flowering as a lover. And again, this is all when maybe that sacral chakra is out of balance. And then the sevens, like you said, pleasure principle. That's what I wrote down. They live by the pleasure <laughs> principle. Right. And they often enjoy sex. And yet their avoidance of emotion or the need for what's next can keep them from true intimacy. Mm-hmm. And then the eights can be intense as lovers, but their need for power and control can prevent vulnerability and mutuality in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And then the nines can accommodate too much in the bedroom instead of diving into what they need. So those were our thoughts mm, for the Enneagram and sex. <laughs> um, so let's go to the solar plexus. Um, so tell us about how we find balance in the solar plexus. Yes, yes, yes. So, oh, and I want to mention to heal also healing oh, for the second chakra. Yeah could be like receiving, and this is first chakra too, but like receiving massage. Ooh. Um, you know, because it has, a, it has a grounding, but it's a, sen- you know, can, massage is not sensual in a professional fashion, but it's sen- feeling your body, mm-hmm. connecting to the body, um, but it's grounding. So mm-hmm. it can be a very good experience. But anyway, we can, oh, go, yeah. we can go more into those later. Um, but the third chakra being Manipura, which is, you know, a golden like sunshine. So it's known as the solar Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's the solar plexus chakra, and so um, it is the place of like your kind of empowerment and mm-hmm. where you it's like your confidence and how you move in the world, you know, Got within it. your personality. And so it does. This is why it's really interesting. And I teach I teach a lot from first and third. Mm-hmm. Second is there too, but I'm really a lot in teaching from the first and third. And the third is like, you know, core strength. And that's a big theme in my classes. Like when you have core, so you, uh, an alert is if your core is not strong, you know, if you're, it, then you're also maybe, maybe sensing that you're not feeling confident. Like there's, mm. there may not be the confidence. Like you can, you can actually, the gateway to healing in, in a yogic, in my yogic perspective is there's different gateways in. Mm-hmm. So you can go into healing through the body through the mind, through the emotions, through a spiritual aspect. And any of those avenues are fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have a preference, but it doesn't ultimately because you're going to the same core of, yeah. like, when I say core, the, the center. Ways to same, the same place. So, like, if you were, if you were feeling like, um, you know, your confidence was not where you wanted it, mm-hmm. you were sensing that you didn't feel like you had enough self-esteem or that kind of thing, you could... You could choose to use verbiage and mantras mm-hmm. and affirmations. And if you did them enough and you meditated em- enough, you might get motivated to be more core physically. Mm, got it. It might go to the core after that. Or you do no affirmations or no mantras and all you do is core work. Mm. All you do is go physical. Mm-hmm. And you might find that you're becoming more confident. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just... Yeah, two pathways Mm -hmm. to the same Mm -hmm. place, affirmation or doing Mm -hmm. that core work. I think Mm -hmm. I'll go with affirmation. (laughs) Start there. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, you're so funny. I know, you're so funny. That's funny. That sounds good. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this is what we came up with for the solar plexus imbalances. For the one being controlling, 
for the two worrying whether others will like them and maybe manipulating others to get them to like them, for the three being too image-driven, for the four um, resting on their laurels and feeling like a victim, for the five their insecurities lead them to hide from the world, for the six they lack courage and the solar plexus is imbalanced, and for the seven they struggle to implement all their ideas um, so they're visionaries, but they struggle with the impl implementation oh, yeah. of the ideas. Right. And for the eights, they're power hungry. And for the nines, they lack the energy to pursue their own desires and passions or speak their minds. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening to this third episode with Madia. There's so many nuggets of wisdom that she offered and will continue to offer in the next episode. Also, we have some meditative thoughts. We always offer a meditation or meditative thoughts at the end of each episode, and we'll do that right after this word from our sponsor. But the meditative thoughts are going to be about how we can nurture the divine feminine within us. And by that, I mean that mothering yin quality that is in each of us. Yin is the feminine. And in yoga, we call that sukha. Sukha is the word for ease. It is that loving, gentle, easygoing quality that is inside of us, the feminine. We also have the masculine. That's called stura. And that is the effort and the strength and the assertive part of each one of us. And we need to find balance between the two. But since it's Mother's Day week, I thought that it would be a good time for us to consider how each of the nine numbers can nurture the feminine within them. So I hope that that will be helpful. So stay tuned if you want to hear those thoughts. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast. our meditation sometimes I offer meditative thoughts and sometimes a meditation today I just wanted to offer some meditative thoughts about the divine feminine it's Mother's Day week and so it's an opportunity to look at the mother inside of us the yin inside of us the feminine inside of us and how we might nurture that part of us Yoga talks a lot about this importance of the masculine and the feminine. In Sanskrit, the language for the feminine energy is sukha, and the masculine energy is stura. In Chinese yoga, the feminine is the yin, and the masculine is the yang. I thought it might be interesting to just be curious about what it might mean for all nine numbers to nurture the divine feminine inside of them. And I want to say that Madia was the one who taught me about this importance of finding balance between Sukha and Stura when I did training with her through Chattanooga Yoga School many years ago. So thank you, Madia, for that. And so I just want to say that I think for the type one, to get in touch with the divine feminine is to offer grace to themselves and others, to let go of those expectations of the self and of others and of even the world, and to just live and abide in grace.
grace. For the two, the helper, to be in touch with their feminine energy, it means to receive love, to receive that feminine energy from self-care, from other people, instead of giving that feminine energy all the time out. In order to find more balance, they have to have a receiving of the feminine. For the type three to nurture the divine feminine is to abide and rest, to find that balance between doing and being, to remember you are a human being, not a human doing. And for the type four, to find that divine feminine is to live in gratitude, to not live in the have-nots, but to have this awareness of abundance, this knowledge of all that you have, to know that you have enough. For the type five, to live in that feminine energy is to nurture relationships. A feminine energy is a very connective energy. And so to live in the world, to connect to others, is to nurture that feminine energy inside of you. For the type six, I think that it might be important to be curious about how you can cultivate peace. I think of peace as a very yin energy. Of course, the masculine energy is about being assertive and strong. And we might think about feminine energy, therefore, as being weak, but it's not. It's not weak to be peaceful. It's not weak to be loving. So the opposite of strong is not weak, but this yin energy is a very peaceful, loving energy. And if the six can find that peace in their mind, that can be that nurture of the feminine inside of them. And so for the type seven, I believe that nurturing that feminine energy inside of them is to quiet the mind, to learn to be still. Their mind as sevens with all the ideas is such a good thing, such a beautiful part of who they are. But to find balance is to find that stillness and that quiet mind. And then for the type eight, to nurture the feminine inside of them is to move towards the empathy and compassion. Of course, that is when the eight goes to the two. That is the arrow of strength for the eight. So they find that softness and that compassion inside of them. And it's always been inside of them. They just have to open themselves up to it. And then for the type nine, I believe to nurture the divine feminine in the type nine is to awaken more to your feelings. And to awaken more to your feelings can even include your anger. And it may seem like anger is the masculine energy, but in fact, to open up to our feelings is really to invite all of them and to listen to them and when we know our feelings then we can speak our feelings 
and to be able to speak up um, is so important to a nine and they can deny, deny, deny their needs and their feelings. And so to get in touch with those needs and feelings, I believe is imperative for all of us, but especially for the nine. And that is waking up to that feminine energy that says, listen to your needs, listen to your feelings. So those are my thoughts for how to nurture the divine feminine in yourself. I hope that this has been supportive. Maybe take a moment to bring prayer hands to your heart. Find a breath in and a breath out. Namaste. Thank you.